BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Let the word go forth. Fool me once. Are you fired up? I'm not a crook. Are you ready to go? Shame on, shame on you. It's Abe Lincoln's Top Hat, hosted by Ben Kissel. Boom, you can't get fooled again. Hey, what's up, everyone? How you doing? Ben Kissel here, hanging out with Fernando. Saludos, Ben. Es un placer estar aquí. Gracias. Fantastic. And Travis Irvine. Howdy, Ben. Thank you all so much for listening. Hope you're doing well. We got another great episode for you. We're going to break down 10 Senate seats that are possibly going to flip in 2024. Yikes. And a whole bunch of other stuff. Also, AI. So we'll discuss that. And again, multiple other things. First, let's get to this Marjorie Taylor Greene. We talked about her uh, last episode or the episode before. She can't get enough of Hunter's big old way. <laughs> she loves the nudes. Uh, it turns out she may have violated this law they have in Washington, D.C. against revenge porn. So because Whoa. she showed. <laughs> yeah. And uh, not only that, it, it apparently she may have sent this out in a mailer that went to a bunch of kids. Oh. So theoretically, she could be in trouble. Wow. For sending Hunter Biden's big old cock and balls <laughs> to a bunch of minors. The pedophile Democrats are at it again. <laughs> Oops. Yeah, they gave Hunter the biggest cock I've ever seen. And I was forced to show it to everybody, including young children. I don't recall. The Georgia representative emailed her constituents claiming that she had confirmed Biden was guilty of sex trafficking and tax fraud. And the email included a video that showed the nudes. (laughs) So isn't that interesting that she's talking about uh, sex trafficking and uh, tax fraud? And of course, in the meantime, while doing so, perhaps creating a sexual offense of her own. Gee whiz, the pedophile Democrats are really at it again. Well, the obsession with Hunter Biden. Hunter! Hunter! (laughs) Well, they thought something would come of this and they would be able to tie this to... Hello, another one! That's what got us into this mess. He can't stop, won't stop. They thought they could tie this to Joe Brandon, right? That they they could connect the the dots, but nothing has come of it, but their obsession has not waned. Yeah. Because this is as stupid as it can get. Yeah. Yeah, and dumb. if you're looking for donors from stupid people, right. this is one way to get the money from their pockets. Show them the nudes. <laughs> There's no screening for age when signing up for Green's email newsletter. Now, I will say this. What sociopath children? Right. <laughs> what psycho poltergeist-like children of the damned sure. type 11-year-old would be like, nah, I just like MTG. I just need I her like what she stands I for. I can't vote, but I need her emails. I love what she stands for. I've been dominating my sixth grade class with her rhetoric. <laughs> yeah. I took all those nude pictures that she sent me, and I showed them all my friends. It does remind me, I, uh, a dude, when I was in seventh grade, another boy, he was showing me a nude. He gave it to me, right? And I was holding it. Teacher comes in. I got in trouble for it. Whoa. Yep, class, that's- it's like when my buddy gave me his beer at a concert, and I was 16 years old. And uh, I got thrown out, but he did not. See, mm. these are the uh, beginnings 
of the political thought that all of us have now, which can't trust anybody. Right. And right. sometimes you can be on the wrong end uh, of the truth. And in this case, Marjorie Taylor Greene, the truth is, again, she may have violated the revenge porn law. Wow. And without a doubt, if there are any minors on her email list, again, I don't know who that would be. Right. But they did officially just receive a cockpick from an older woman. So wow. isn't that nice? That's interesting. She also could have potentially gotten C-SPAN in trouble for showing all those sexy photos on live TV. Oh, perhaps. I'm not sure what the rules are with C-SPAN. I'm pretty sure I've seen full-on ball. Well, and you're definitely allowed <laughs> to swear on C-SPAN. You be can. Because you just call into the shows and then yell a bunch of swear words. I do And love then it. They, they'd never cut you off in time. Mm, my thoughts is, uh, you know how Lauren Boebert's husband showed his dick to a bunch of teens in a bowling alley? Oh, yeah. She yeah. wants to be popular. You know how uh, Boebert right. and her are competing. Right. So They're she's competing. like, I'll just do it too. Right, right. Yeah. Your husband can do it. I can do it with Hunter Biden photos <laughs> that I have obtained. Interestingly enough, House Oversight Chair James Comer, he didn't uh, reprimand her at all when oh, she showed the poster-sized well, prints of Biden's cock. But even by that standard... Even by that standard, wouldn't you just be like, Marjorie, let's just talk. Come on. Let's just, yeah. Can right, we just, like, right, right. if we, you're going to show any yeah. more cocks in Congress, can you, black them up? Can you, can you run it by up? me first? <laughs> yeah, anything, please. That's how far we have fallen in this country where this is just, I guess, another day right. on Capitol Hill showing Hunter's Mound. Now, also, <laughs> Representative James Comer. Maybe he's keeping those photos for himself. Turning into Representative James Comer. Hello, oh. up and comer. Wow, you've really said it now. <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of things that ejaculate things out of their mouth, RFK Jr., uh, he has asked for Secret Service protection. Okay, it's okay. a little early. And he said it's because my father is shot. Um, and who, he's just by, not by the CIA <laughs> yeah, and like, Secret Service. Yes. And uh -huh, RFK right. Jr. Again, if you want to watch that, you can watch the full speech that he gives at the hotel. And uh, then when he's shot, it is crazy. crazy. And that speech that RFK gave was so good. Mm. It was really good. Um, he was about to win the Democratic nomination. As rightfully so, because mm -hmm. truly he seemed to be uniting all groups of people in a positive way. Yeah. Unions. In 1968, that was hard to do. Really difficult to do. Uh, RFK Jr. is not like his father. No. Not at I all. don't think he's uniting people in the same way. Mm, it, it'll it, be a, it is across party lines, but... It's a different kind. It's a different, it's a different kind, kind of kind. folks. Yeah. So Democratic presidential candidate Robert F. Kennedy Jr., he asked for Secret Service representation or protection because, again, his father was shot. He says, since the assassination of my father in 1968, candidates for president are provided Secret Service protection, but not me. Yeah, yeah, because you're barely a fucking candidate. <laughs> you're polling at 20%, which good. is good, considering your opponents are a man who can't navigate a sandbag and, <laughs> and a woman who preaches peace and practices punching windows. <laughs> yeah. So, come on. It's, it's, anyone really think he has it? Who is at home right now looking a gun, looking at RFK Jr. being like, that's who I'm going to get? That's the guy, right. Because to be honest with you, the people that he's courting yes. are the are ones. The, crazy ones. the guns are going on the other exactly. on the outside. Yeah, 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 they yeah, will yeah. be protecting him. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. It's almost like uh, Roger Stone walking around on January 6th, but he had like the Oath Keepers as his Secret Service. RFK Jr. could just get those same people to guard him as private security guards. I don't. I think he's better off without Secret Service. Frankly, you read the conspiracy theory. A lot theories, of money. 
the conspiracy theories around his dad's assassination and in, indicts a lot of uh, government entities as opposed to Sirhan Sirhan, an, an assassin so nice they named him twice. I don't buy it. <laughs> well, of course, JFK, uh, that's, uh, I believe, his uncle, I suppose. Yes, that's his uncle. Uh, there is a large conspiracy theory or a theory that we have here at Last Podcast Network. Right, the Secret perhaps service. it was just a Secret Service member who was extremely hungover, had a brand new gun. Oopsie doopsie. A shot was fired. Pop, pop. And then next thing you know, he mm-hmm. freaks the fuck out and accidentally blows the brain of a president straight out of his head. So my thoughts are that he's doing what he was doing like with the with the vaccine discussion. He wants someone to debate him. Remember, he wants a scientist or someone with a medical degree to debate him about vaccines. Right. The point is to gain legitimacy. Mm. So I'm thinking if he's like, oh, I have secret service, it just gives legitimacy, legitimacy. to, yeah, to yeah. that campaign that, you know, again, everyone is like, is he even going to get it? Is he even a Democrat? You know, right. Yeah. People don't get secret service protection until they've at least maybe won a primary or right. it's yeah. sort of uh, considered to be they're sort of considered to be a true potential for the nomination. Yeah, because otherwise I don't think he's remotely close to there yet. No, I mean, otherwise in 2016, you had 17 Republican candidates. Which you, I mean, this that's What's a stretch cost? on the secret yeah. service already. Like, right. oh, George Pataki needs secret service now <laughs> just because he's announced. Come and on. to your point, Travis, the secret service couldn't even figure out whose cocaine that was at the White House. I'm right. not sure if they're the best option. I just get some private company. Dog the bounty hunter. Whoa. <laughs> Maybe just get a couple of old pro right. wrestlers. Get a yeah. whole posse. Get a crew like Elvis had. Yeah. You don't need the secret service involved. Yeah. If anything, they're just going to overhear you say something real stupid and mm-hmm. become a an anonymous source on <laughs> right. one of these networks. <laughs> right. right. And of course, his campaign manager is Dennis Kucinich, one of the tiniest congressmen ever. But he's tiny. He, he's, he knows jujitsu. So <laughs> I think you're going to be safe. Dennis Kucinich, one of the strongest handshakes in all of politics. That's right. And is he still working with RFK Jr.'s campaign? He's still campaign manager, yes. I haven't seen him do much. Well, he hasn't been, he's he hasn't behind been, the he's scenes. He's more behind the yeah, scenes. Absolutely. Okay. I mean, there was that crazy picture that I saw of RFK Jr., Dennis Kucinich, and then Ice Cube. Because I guess they did Ice Cube's podcast or something. Yeah, at some Ice Cube, he's, he's having a fun time. He showed Tucker Carlson a bunch of black people. Oh. And then Tucker was like, whoa. Mm. Whoa. 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 Uh, I don't know exactly what's going on. But again, uh, race is only one component. Wealth and class are two other things mm-hmm. that Big must ones. be taken mm-hmm. into consideration, which is, again, why we all must stay united against these corporate overlords. We're going to talk again, as I mentioned, a little bit about what the studios are doing in regards to the strikes here a little bit later on in the episode. All right. Well, speaking of people running for president, there's another dude on the Democratic side who has said he might be considering running because there's a bunch of people that have a lot of money that would like to see him do so. U.S. Representative Dean Phillips, he has confirmed on Friday that he has been urged to Mm. run for president. In the 2024 Democratic primary, it Hmm. does seem as if it's becoming more acceptable Hmm. uh, by the mainstream establishment to have other options other than Joe Biden. Because remember, even like three months ago, it's like, it's Joe. It's going to be Joe. It's Joe. And then just sandbag. (laughs) Ah, (laughs) Let's nominate that sandbag. I don't like what that sandbag can do. I mean, Mitch McConnell, to be honest with you, foreshadowing what's going to be happening to Joe Biden Ah. uh, with his appeared to be stroke or some kind of medical issue. So maybe the writing's on the wall. Now, Kamala Harris also did get a little bit of good press because, again, she's right when it comes to 
uh, DeSantis say that slavery was okay and pretty good and offered no. some skills. And all oh she had to God. say was, no, it didn't. No. And people were like, no, that's my vice president. <laughs> yeah, nice. And of course, uh, Tim Scott, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, Senator out of South Carolina, he's also come out and said DeSantis was absolutely batshit and totally wrong. So it looks, again, the Republican side, it is not clearing up anytime soon. And the Democratic side seems to be getting a little bit more cluttered Hmm. every single week. That's interesting because as Representative Phillips, I can't say that he's a Democrat standout in the House, obviously. No, he represents a suburban third district. I believe this is in Minnesota. Hmm. And uh, he endorsed uh, President Joe Biden's reelection run. Mm -hmm. And apparently he has just said, that a lot of people are asking him to run. What does that mean? A lot of <laughs> I, people. My mom. A, my according dad, to a political column by Jonathan, by Jonathan Martin, I don't think anyone's family wants them to. <laughs> if right. I was a kid, I'd be like, Dad, can you not? Stay home, please. Please, because this <laughs> yeah, is a I fucking play ball. nightmare. Please play ball. <laughs> you know the dick pics I sent to Tammy? Yeah, those are about to be in Congress. <laughs> oh, God. MTG? <laughs> so, according to Jonathan Martin of Politico... Uh, he has said that Phillips is set up to meet with big time Democratic donors in New York City Woo! for a potential run soon. Martin wrote that Phillips is, quote, is highly unlikely to mount a primary challenge unless Biden's health worsens Uh-oh. or his political standing drops precipitously. Yeah. Now, of course, that's not that big of an if, that's because as right. we're seeing Joe and his cognitive decline, it seems to be falling faster than that goddamn turd that Joe Dirt found in that film. <laughs> right. Well, again, I just don't see where Phillips, um, I don't even know why the billionaires or whoever these de- He's Democrat- a 54-year-old guy. Yeah. Um, this is what he had to say. He says, under no condition can we afford another four years of Donald Trump. And while Joe Biden was clearly the right candidate at the right time two years ago, it's my hope that both parties put forward new candidates of principle, civility, oh, mm-hmm. civility, and integrity in 2024. So he's sort of straddling the line yeah. of, uh, I'm not going to run if Joe's fine, but Joe's not fine, right? Right, he's not fine. And also, again, historically, congressmen don't make good presidential candidates. It's rarely a leap yeah. that you can make from the House because it's already so crowded with 434 other assholes. So I just don't understand who these Democrat donors are, why they think Phillips is a good choice. Again, as we've talked about on this show, Gavin Newsom, uh, Pritzker mm-hmm. out of Illinois, mm-hmm. Whitmer out of Michigan. Yeah. There's a lot of other stronger candidates that I could see billionaire Democrat donors going to over this congressman if they really were serious about replacing Joe at the top of the ticket. And to your point on Gavin Newsom, there were some great articles on how he's back channeling a lot of the uh, strikes. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's back channeling a lot of the unions with right. uh, hopefully trying to get a deal um, with the uh, corporate overlords there. That's exactly what Ronald Reagan did because Ronald mm-hmm. Reagan was the head of SAG-AFTRA and uh, there right. was a strike and uh, he was the president of it right. and that kind of helped him get to governor national fame and, ga- yeah, and governor yeah. of California. So it's kind of the opposite of Ronald Reagan. But also if Gavin Newsom does show that he helped negotiate a good deal mm-hmm. between the unions and mm-hmm. the uh, and the corporations here, the studio execs, that could be something positive we could look at and be like, okay, he actually did that. Right. I don't know if that's going to happen. Right. But right. I think that's kind of his, I think that's one of his... Uh, sort of uh, goals here going forward to 2024 or so. But right. you're, to your point, Phillips, I don't know, he's just a congressman. I'm, yeah. I'm, I, I, maybe he wants to have, 
I mean, running for president, you could also get your name out there, mm -hmm. get a little bit of cash. Right. And as we know, if he gets a bunch of cash in his coffers, he can use that for any campaign he wants to. Yes, yeah. So maybe this is just more of a um, vanity project. Right. Kind of yeah. like the, the Miami mayor. I mean, again, right. It's, right. You know, if, you're, if you're a Pete Buttigieg, if you're a, a Beto O'Rourke, even a Tim Ryan, you're kind of in those lower rungs of American politics, but you can use whatever fame you gain from that jump to run for Senate, governor, and so on. Or as we've seen with people um, like John Edwards, you just ruin your entire uh, life. You and bomb it all. And yeah. then your you cheat wife. on your wife. You yep. make a baby out of wedlock. Your wife dies of cancer and everyone thinks you're an asshole. <laughs> yep. You're disbarred from being a lawyer. So we could go either way. <laughs> it could. I wonder how it's John still dangerous. doing. That's crazy. He's just chilling out. He's got it. And his wife, she uh, she hated him till the day she died. Her last breaths were like, fuck you. Fuck and I think with this guy, it's not a he's not thinking uh, if something happens to Joe Biden. He's thinking when. When. And he's yeah. old. But we know we all know Joe Biden's old. Those sandbags get him every time. You know, so <laughs> I, I I don't know who this guy is. And, he, you know, he doesn't have the name drop recognition that we're mm -hmm. seeing from a lot of other candidates. Yeah. But his logic is sound. Right. Sure. sure, well, sure and then sure. Of course, you know, when it comes to name recognition, there is something to be said about being an outsider, getting hot at the right time. It happens with NFL teams. Look Ooh. at the New York Giants when Ooh. they beat the Patriots. Twice. 2008, I was there. Eight and eight, eight and eight indeed. Um, so perhaps when people do begin to learn who he is, they're like, he's a darling and I love him. Right. And uh, the relationship hasn't soured yet. Wow. Much like obviously it has with Ron DeSantis. Tim Scott, uh, again, out of South Carolina, he has just gone up, uh, as we mentioned before, he had the Hamptons event that was hosted by uh, former Goldman Sachs and Trump official Gary Cohn, mm. along with uh, billionaire Stanley Drunkenmiller. What? Ooh. Yeah, Stanley Drunkenmiller. <laughs> Wait a minute. From a long line, line of Drunkenmillers. Drunken yeah. Mm. <laughs> yes, indeed. So uh, it looks as if, again, with Ron DeSantis firing a third of his campaign staff, <laughs> making massive mistakes when it comes to education. It is going to Tim Scott and then also Glenn Youngkin. Oh. So that's on the Republican side. Glenn Youngkin and Tim Scott are reaping the rewards of DeSantis's horrendous, horrendous presidential campaign. Yeah, and I think uh, Fernando sent us this article, too. There was some event that DeSantis had where they only got 25 people. So he started a bus tour, apparently, okay. to oh like, get everybody you know, hyped up for his, for his event. Right, you need to have a people want to see you right exactly and also you have to want to see the people which we know he already hates <laughs> he hates people we know that yeah so apparently there was a very a small town in iowa and it was already a small venue so they thought they were going to be able to fill it but come the 10 minutes after start time there's about 25 people in a room that could probably fit uh, maybe 100 zoinks so, wow and yikes. of course the iowa caucus process doesn't bode well for him at all um, because if you are DeSantis supporter, you say, "Oh, go support him," and then it's like, "Oh, round two, your your guy sucks." Oh, Glenn, yeah, yeah <laughs> hi, yeah. Glenn. Oh, hi, yeah, Tim. Yeah. And they're already in the room. Yeah, so. yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah, the caucus process is much different from the primary. It's not mm -hmm. just a show up, vote, and count the tallies. Caucus is like stick around, and then you got to show up for another meeting later. It's a pain in the ass. <laughs> it's all kind lot. of fun though. It's fun. It's politics as Ross, uh, definitely. But for Ron, again, this doesn't bode well. So it's interesting. Has Youngkin even officially declared No, he yet, has though? not, but yeah. he's at 57% uh, with the voters in Virginia. Mm -hmm. And again, just look look at the actions, not the words. Uh, Youngkin's favorability is uh, 
is being met with record-breaking fundraising efforts. Uh, he upped pe- speculation again that he's going to run for 2024. Uh, Youngkin says, quote, it's really humbling when people talk about 2024 and a national role for me. Oh, wow. <laughs> and, I, and then he says, and I thank them. And then I reiterate, then I've got a big job to do here, oh. which is exactly what you say that's when you're running for president. Yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> and he, of course, he comes from the Carlisle Group, which if anybody, some hardcore conspiracy people, you want to Google 9-11 Carlisle Group right. and George H.W. Bush, mm-hmm. they were meeting on the day of 9-11 Have in New York it. City. So Young, that's where Yunkin comes from. Also, from a non-conspiracy point, <laughs> uh, there was an ex-DeSantis backer who is now backing Yunkin. And as we've been talking about, Everyone needs their billionaire, mm-hmm. which is a little foreshadowing to our little bit we're going to do in San Diego. Yeah, come out wait. see us. Billionaire Thomas Peterfee. Peterfee? Peterfee. So what, the hell? what the wrong with these billionaire it's, it's names? It's Peterfee. It's, it's Drunken Miller and Peterfee. Hello, Peter. Peterfee is two Fs at the end of that. <laughs> yeah. It's Peter and then two Fs and a Y. It's a Peterfee. Peterfee so, and Drunken Miller. You're going to ruin the good <laughs> Drunken Miller family name, son. Okay, so... Again, DeSantis did have Peter Fee, and they were like, I think we're in love. Ugh. And then Peter Fee said, Ron, you're no, I don't like you, Ron. <laughs> oh, no. And I'm going to go with someone more Youngkin. Uh. And so now he has called uh, Youngkin, quote, an ideal candidate oh. for the GOP. This is what Peter Fee told Fox Business. I very much hope that he's going to enter the race. People I speak to are favorably inclined towards him. If he entered, I think there would be tremendous enthusiasm. Interesting. Mm. So we got Drunken Miller and Peter Fee. Okay. Everyone's got their billionaire (laughs) that they desperately need to run for president because this Democratic Republic is not corrupt. Sure. That's how it works. Not at all. When it's a true democracy, you need a billionaire to run. Yeah. (laughs) No problem. Everybody knows that. Yeah. Unless you're the North Dakota guy and then you are your own billionaire. Congratulations. Yes. Peter Free added that he does not believe that any of the Republican candidates, including Donald Trump, would win the general because, quote, they are, I think, much too extreme. Mm. So they're too extreme for a billionaire... Well, named Thomas Peterfree. Right. Pe- Peterfree. That's how you know when the billionaires, you know, sometimes they make some good decisions. That guy's too extreme for my money. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Also, what's interesting about this uh, Peter Fee guy, so he was giving massive amounts of money to DeSantis, but he stopped in April Mm. over the Florida's governor's stances on abortion and book banning, um, which is kind of interesting. Uh, Rupert Murdoch, as we mentioned before, uh, is evidently also hopeful of a Yunkin run. Mm. That's according to the New York Times. Uh, Murdoch has said privately that he thinks that Yunkin might be the best person to run. Mm. Uh, this is according to uh, a Trump. This is what the Trump team wrote 
uh, in regards to Murdoch not liking them. In no uncertain terms, Rupert Murdoch made it clear that Ron DeSantis is his golden boy no longer. Wilbur Ooh. Ross, of course, the former Commerce Secretary to Trump, he's going to host some big party leaders and some donors at his Hampton mansion. And, quote, that is going to be a chance to listen to Yunkin talk about how he's going to take over the Virginia legislator. Wow. So isn't that nice? So Hmm. you've got them all. He's got a lot of wealthy people. So if you're in the Hamptons and you're delivering pizzas, this would be a fun one to fart on. I mean, this (laughs) is a billionaire that basically kind of sees the tea leaves that we were saying. That Travis says that Ron was going too extreme. And Trump is, you know, just to fight with Ron, but also being too extreme. That doesn't work for a lot of people. Right. And it's the same thing we're going to get to with with these Senate races as well. Same deal we saw in 2022. If you run someone who's too extreme, like a Carrie Lake... Or, you know, whoever Whitmer <laughs> right. ran against in Michigan, it's like if you're running election deniers for secretary of state, things like that, you're going to lose. And so. I'll, eat the, I'll eat the smallest amount of crow when it comes to the Democratic strategy. I think they got extremely fucking lucky because, of course, they were fundraising, back channeling a lot of money to mm-hmm. the carry lights the of the world. Yes. And I still don't like the idea. That's so dumb. Um, it did seem to work for now. But also, again, it's a risky business. It is. And it's very scary. And you still if, have. If Carrie Lake would have won. Oh. I mean, you have what's happened with Hobbs now yeah. uh, there in Arizona. Katie she Hobbs. Yeah, she yeah. just had to um, uh, stop certain uh, counties from being able to prosecute people mm-hmm. who had abortions, things of that nature. Yeah. If Kira Lake would have won, I mean, it, it would just be horrendous for that state. Right. So it's not a game you like to play. No. And and you still have a couple people snuck through. I mean, J.D. Vance yeah. never served in office before and he snuck through. Now he's a senator for six years out of my state of Ohio. So it's like, you know, some and he's culture warrior. Oh, oh such uh, banning a the porn banning. I mean, what else does he want to ban? That's what these guys, again, talking about extremes, the more they want to ban, the the less qualified they are for a general election. They're teaching our kids how to be gay. Here's a picture of Hunter's cat. <laughs> Come yeah, on, we, send this to all your friends, kids, and don't be gay. They say that we don't have diversity within the Republican Party. <laughs> one person says they're against child porn, and another one just showed it to Congress. Oh, wow. <laughs> so diverse. Wow. All right. Well, let's move on. Let's talk about some Senate races that could potentially flip. In 2024, obviously, right now, the Democrats have a very slim majority in the Senate. I believe it's holding on by a Fetterman. Um, yeah. God knows. Mm-hmm. All right. So number one, West Virginia, Democrat Joe Manchin. Ah. Uh, he's been doing a lot of fundraising. He definitely knows how to do that. Uh, he has competition with national Republicans firmly behind Governor Jim Justice. Whoa. Now, Jim Justice, if you're a Democrat, you may have voted for him because he was a Democrat turned Republican. Yep. Whose party switch was probably because of money. Oh. Uh, he's amazing. backed by the Club for Growth Action Pack, uh, and they have said that they've raised $13.6 million hmm. to support his bid. So why the switch? Well, Jim Justice, he knows where his bread is buttered. There's a dude, his name is Representative Alex Mooney. He's a member of the House Freedom Caucus, right? And he's got strong backing from the Club for Growth Action Pack. He made, Mooney made $13.6 million uh, from this pack. They supported his bid. And right now, Jim Justice is making more than that. Oh, So Jim Justice has a bunch of money behind him. National Republicans see him as a popular governor and Trump ally and as a formidable opponent for Joe Manchin. Very interesting. And you do wonder, does Joe Manchin have enough diehard Democratic support if it is push comes to shove? 
uh, if Jim Justice really does give him a fight. But then again, Manchin and that family name in West Virginia, they're real powerful. Right. And he's a very powerful senator right now, as mm-hmm. is with right. the Democrat Party, because he's kind of that in that weird independent zone mm-hmm. where he can get what he wants right. from the Democrats for West Virginia. Uh, almost in the way former Senator Robert Byrd used to do with West Virginia. But West Virginia is a state that's gone deep red, gone they, for Trump. They West Virginia went to Trump by 40 points. Right. It's so, so if Trump does come out and endorse Jim Justice, ironically enough, perhaps from jail, huh. um, I wonder if that moves the needle. Right. Or again, is Joe Manchin one of those politicians that's just so safe because of the family name? Yeah. So much money yeah. is funneled through his hands. Right. I don't know. He's not going to be easy to beat. That's for damn sure. Yeah. Well, and you got to think about it. Both of these guys, Jim Justice and Joe Manchin, come from coal money. Um, Both former governors. Manchin used to be governor before Jim Justice. So I honestly think this is going to be a big fight. Um, Will Democrats, will national Democrats back... Uh, Joe Manchin at all, to be honest, right. because you're does he need so him many, to? Well, he doesn't. Will. Not in West Virginia, he may not. But we saw what happened with Tim Ryan when he did not get backed by Schumer's big money uh, groups and things like that. When the National Democrats don't have your back, you're kind of on your own. So yeah. that's the only way I see Joe Manchin sneaking through. Also, I don't believe... I don't think Trump will endorse Jim Justice because, as we all know, Trump hates justice. Boom, there you. you go. You really <laughs> nailed it. All right. John Tester out of Montana... The man whose hands are as mangled as the American political system. He's got a nice little. Uh, he's got a nice little crew top there. He's got a little. He's got a little haircut there, just in front of it, kind of fun flat top. I love him because he'll go on TV with stains on his shirt. Yeah, he, he does just that. Ate. He's a real guy. He's a real guy. He's just like you and me. You remember when you go on TV with stains on your shirt? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I always do that. So he has a few people running against him. One of those people is Representative Matt Rosendale, who lost to Tester in 2016. He's expected to launch his own Senate bid. Rosendale hasn't raised that much money, although it is a lot of money. It's $443,000. He made that in the second quarter. However, it's not nearly enough, which is sad to be considered a a top-tier candidate in this race. There's former Navy SEAL Tim Sheehy who launched his campaign in late June. And then there's um, Representative Ryan Zinke as well. Mm. I don't think those names can beat a name like Tester. Sheehy and Zinke. I mean, yeah. Montana? Sheehy got some backing by Greg Giaforte. That's their uh, governor there. So we will definitely see. But again, John Tester. Uh, it'll be tough, but I think that he'll be able to pull it off. Tester, um, he has made more money. He raised an impressive $5 million mm-hmm. in the second quarter. Ooh, for Montana, so that's $5 great. million in Montana versus uh, 443000 from his next opponent. And then, of course, we have a Democrat, Sherrod Brown, out of Ohio. We talked about this uh, last episode. There's this guy, Bernie Marino. He's received uh, some nods from Trump and Senator J.D. Vance, and he raised $2.3 million in the second quarter. Right. And Bernie Moreno is one of those wealthy fellas. He can basically self-finance most of his campaign. He actually ran against J.D. Vance for the Republican nomination two years ago for our open Senate seat in Ohio. And uh, when he realized he was not going to get Trump's endorsement, he bowed out. But now he will more than likely have J.D. Vance and probably Trump's endorsement getting behind him. But is Bernie Moreno one of these you know, non-politicians who's too extreme for a general election against right. a, a, a stalwart like Sherrod Brown. Exactly. I actually don't know why this is so close. Sherrod Brown's just been doing every single thing that he has been 
try, he's been trying to uh, to do yeah. to fight for the middle class. Uh, there's also State Senator Matt Dolan. He no. he's the one his family owns the Guardians baseball team. Do you think them changing the name from Indians to Guardians has been a political issue? Have I asked that already? Uh, well, and for a Republican primary, I can tell you they already hate him right? for that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. His campaign made a million bucks. No, I'm sorry, he didn't. He loaned his campaign yeah. a million bucks. Same but his deal. campaign has only raised three hundred twenty thousand. Yeah, Ooh, same deal a lot. as Bernie Moreno. He comes from a rich family. He's going to loan himself a lot of the money. That's exactly what he did in 2022 in that Republican Senate primary as well. And, of course, let's not forget LaRose. I believe that was the guy that we played uh, trying to announce. Yeah, his, uh, he did a real good job launching okay. his campaign. <laughs> good job, Frank. <laughs> All right, let's move on to Arizona. This is an interesting one. Independent former Democrat Kirsten Sinema. Uh, she uh, has been a uh, fascinating figure in American politics for a long time. She became a, a senator because she had support from the McCain's. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the McCain's, interestingly enough, going with a Democrat, I suppose that they knew she would just switch to an independent yep. as soon as she took yep. over. Well, it, it was another one of those situations where the Republican that Cinema was running against was too Trumpy, too extreme. We know how the McCain's still hold that grudge against Trump because Trump held a stupid grudge against John McCain, so on and so forth. That's why Cinema is so, you know, independent. That's why Democrats kind of hate her because mm-hmm. she is beholden to the McCain's right. and to a lot of the hedge fund businesses that operate out of Phoenix. And Big Pharma. And Big Pharma. All and what's, what's interesting about her, again, as an independent, she has a Democratic challenger, Ruben Galigo. He made $3.1 oh, $3. million. Mm-hmm. He's yes, a congressman, indeed. right? And then, uh, yes, mm-hmm. and then a uh, representative. And then on the GOP side, there's this guy, uh, Pinal County Sheriff Mark Lamb. Oh, mm. good. He made $600,000. So she's going to be getting it from the left and the right. Hello. What am I back in Andrew Biden's laptop? <laughs> Jackie Rosen, incumbent Democrat out of Nevada. Oh, that one will be tough. This is going to be big. Former State Assemblyman Jim Marchant. He is running for the GOP Senate nod after losing uh, last year. Uh, after losing last year's Secretary of State race, right. he's only raised one hundred and twelve thousand um, dollars, leaving him with forty three thousand after spending. So, um, yeah, we'll see what happens. Well, and he's also one of those extreme folks who ran for Secretary of State as an election denier. So, mm. good luck with that. I honestly, now they know that Rosen's running against that guy, she actually may be safe. Okay, very nice. Um, also in Nevada, uh, the uh, Republicans have welcomed Army Captain Sam Brown in there to take on Senator Jackie Rosen. Uh, he seems to be doing quite well. He's backed by the Koch brothers, Americans for Prosperity Action. Hmm. So a lot of people going after that seat. In my home state of Wisconsin, we got Democrat Tammy Baldwin. Will she be able to hold herself? She's doing quite well. Apparently this piece of total dog shit wants to run against her named County Sheriff David Clark. Remember David Clark? Whoa, that guy. He wears the cowboy hats and I he remember. loves going on TV. Yeah, I remember that guy. He's TV sheriff. He was an awful mayor. He was an awful sheriff, rather, of Milwaukee when I was there. All he does is go and talk to the cameras. Did absolutely nothing to keep the city safe, and uh, he wants to be a celebrity, not a politician. Baldwin looks to be doing okay as far as finances go. She raised $3.3 million. So mm. If it's against her... And that guy, David Clark, I, I think she's got to be safe. You hope so. But at the same time, Wisconsin just sent Ron Johnson back to the Senate again last year. That's I Moscow's know. own Ron Johnson. <laughs> so, you know, Wisconsin, y'all are wild there. You never know what you're going to do. Well, usually it was considered the blue wall. I mean, mm-hmm. progressive uh, uh, home state, really. I mean, fighting Bob Follett in 1924. Yeah. 
Uh, registered voters when it comes to Baldwin, it's not great news. According to a Marquette poll, 40% of viewers uh, of uh, of registered voters mm-hmm. uh, saw her as favorable, while 37% unfavorable. Hmm. And then interestingly enough, 22% just hadn't heard of her. Hmm. Uh, they but haven't the, heard of their own senator? Yeah. Hmm. That's on them, though. <laughs> you know what? That's a so win. I guess, I guess that's she's a win winning. for democracy right there. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> They said that they haven't heard enough to have an opinion. Yeah. But she's been there for like a long time. Yeah, she's been there for a while. Well, that's just you then. Yeah. That's also the funny thing with the Barbie Oppenheimer movie thing. When Did you see the map where all the red states went pink for Barbie uh, and all the blue states uh, right. went uh, red or blue, blue for Oppenheimer? Right. Wisconsin and Michigan, zero. They went. They didn't watch. I, they I didn't want to watch it. Oh, I'm not going to the movies. I'm going to the beach. Oh, yeah. the lake is beautiful right now. So yeah, just 22 percent are like, I don't know. I just, I haven't heard. I, I don't know. know. I'm trying to fix my boat. It's also a very Wisconsin answer to like I any polling question. Oh, I haven't heard enough. I, 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 I don't want to say it. I said, uh, Aaron Rodgers is he running? Not anymore. Oh no! It's a New York Jet. Ooh. Democrat Bob Casey out of Pennsylvania. Oh, that'll this could be, be tough. big. That'll be a tough because one. obviously, as we mentioned with Fetterman, nice. uh, he, uh, this dude is running against Doug Mastriano. Oh, again, again. That guy. See, this is another <laughs> situation where this Mastriano guy. We know how extreme he is. He's an election denier. Bob Casey, very sensible, moderate. Been there a long time. The Casey family is Pennsylvania politic gold. So Mastriano, he ran and failed in 2022. He has. Not exactly said that he's going to run again. However, there is some speculation that he will. However, if he doesn't, it would clear the lane for Dave McCormick. He's a former hedge fund executive. Right. And Mastriano McCormick. No, McCormick was running against Dr. Oz for that Senate nomination last year. That's where we remember Mr. McCormick again. So McCormick obviously was considered better than Dr. Oz as a candidate. (laughs) Can't believe I'm saying that, but... Um, he didn't win. So, I mean, if it's Mastriano versus McCormick, this is another situation where Republicans are going to eat their own, destroy each other in the primary. And again, Bob Casey's even more popular than a, a Fetterman. And I wouldn't be surprised if Mastriano does say, OK, right, I, I lost. I'm done. Um, but McCormick, he's not rushing to announce. However, he has been endorsed by the Americans for Prosperity Action uh, once again. Hmm. So it looks as if they will definitely have. Uh, their claws in this cycle. Yeah. Michigan Democrat Debbie Stabenow, she's going to retire. Uh-oh. Whoa. And, and more importantly to me, in Texas, Republican Ted Cruz is going against Representative Colin Allred. Uh, Colin oh, Allred, I believe, Allred. a former uh, football player hmm. and someone who I think could really take it to Ted Cruz. At some point, the people of Texas just Somebody got to be sick of this guy. Right. I mean, honestly, a good name for a Democrat there. Allred, you know? Mm-hmm. If you're if you're a Republican, be like I like that all red fella. Well, we want to keep Texas red. Someone's liking him because all red has raised more money at this point in the cycle than Beto did in 2018. All red has raised 6.2 million. Whoa! Wow. Yes, indeed. That's good money. Mm-hmm. Uh, he also transferred two million from his house campaign. Right. So the former NFL player cuts a moderate profile. He's touted previous endorsements from both the Chamber of Congress. And the AFL-CIO. He first came uh, to the House by unseating a Republican in 2018. Aha, so he's already beat a Republican before in a red state. There's also State Senator Roland Gutierrez, who uh, represents a district in Uvalde. Oh, So it does look as if, uh, hopefully, please God, someone can just beat Ted Cruz. Yeah. If it's Ulred or Gutierrez, whatever. And then lastly, Republican Rick Scott out of Florida. So. 
Oh, he's up again. We'll see what happens there. Interesting. All right. Well, it's not just American politicians that are often doing dumb shit. Really? I just want to talk just very briefly here about across the pond. Have you guys heard of this tractor porn scandal? No, <laughs> of course not. <laughs> but, there was a UK- but go on. Did, has MTG already shown pictures of it on C-SPAN? <laughs> Look at the hole on this tractor. Hunter Biden's cock could fit in it. UK conservative MP Neil Parrish. He resigned after watching porn in the House of Commons chamber in 2022. Uh, He claimed, quote, it was a moment of madness. (laughs) Hello. I love a good moment of madness. (laughs) Right. Uh, He said uh, he he said he said he he chanced upon the offending adult content (laughs) accidentally Uh while Googling tractors. Oh, (laughs) that's why it's tractor porn. Okay. Uh So were they on the tractor? How is that? Go on. I want to know. No they more. say it's <laughs> unclear if the porn involved tractors. Oh, okay. ah. so uh, <laughs> Paris said in an interview that his wife always found him to be quote oversexed. Mm. He added that she would tell him. I'll get the scissors to you if you don't behave yourself. Snippity snip. Whoa, man. This yes. is some British scandal shit. <laughs> Isn't that weird? So anyway, there's that one that I just thought was kind of fun. Um, there's also a, in 2020, there was a mayor in Paris. He had a bunch of affairs. And then um, people took all of the text messages that he wrote to his lover and then exposed them and published them on a personal blog. And so that was kind of fun. <laughs> and then he said, I don't want to expose my family and myself anymore when a sort of attack like this is allowed. It's gone too far. Too far. There was also an Australian Deputy Chancellor, Heinz Christian Strock, who thought he was going to go bang this hot Russian. Oh. Yeah, but it turns out she was a big spy and stuff. And then she tried to take <laughs> oh. half of his business. Whoa. Yeah. And there's this other guy. Uh, 25 naked dudes were found, and then there's a bunch of drugs. Ah, it, it was in Hungary. Oh, <laughs> that fella. Oh, the, right. he was Joseph Schnaezler. He was specifically an anti-gay legislator he in was, Hungary, and then he was going to all these gay orgies. Oh, he boy. was with the Fidesz party, oh, known yeah. for its conservative views, as Travis said, anti-LGBTQ stances. He was caught attending a lockdown busting party in Brussels. Mm-hmm. Police found 25 naked men in the gathering, mm. according to the Belgian media, and a passerby reported seeing a man fleeing along the gutter. Yeah. Leading right. the, he leading was trying the, to sneak out the window. <laughs> yeah. Leading the police to find him. And then they found a bunch of drugs in his backpack. Oof. And uh, so then he was in, he was in trouble for that. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice to know that hungry politicians who say they hate cock are really hungry for cock. There it is. There you go. And uh, it's just nice knowing that it's not only us. Right? Yeah. Right. Right. We're not but the, the only. The interesting thing is most of these people do end up resigning. Exactly. Yeah. Unlike here, where they just keep getting reelected, or they take the pictures to actual meetings and just post them. For yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. 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 All Everybody's right. projecting, projecting all over the world. You love to see it. Good Lord. And then there's real ones where this one dude in the EU, he was the health commissioner. He had to resign in 2012 uh, because he got a a whole bunch of money from tobacco companies. Oh, Ah, wow. Yeah. Great. Well, you know, he was accused of trying to obtain a whopping 60 million euro, I guess, from a tobacco company called Swedish Match Mm. to reverse an EU ban on snooze. Wow. Why is it bad? I almost like this guy. I almost like this guy. Snooze kept me going in 2010 or (laughs) I don't even know, 2009? Yeah, they're old. That's old. Anyway. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. 
Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. All right. Well, just lastly, let's talk about what's going on with the studios. Instead of working out a deal with the SAG after a WGA strikers, they have decided to invest all of their money in finding new people who can work with AI. So hmm. it's an interesting situation right now. Netflix has brought in uh, $90,000 per year AI product manager. Hmm. Um, so you're going to make almost a million dollars if you can manage that Oof. AI. Whoa. That's a lot of money. Disney is looking for generative AI specialists and Sony seeks AI ethics experts. Wow. So they're all going, they're mm-hmm. all instead of going for writers actors they're just like let's get ourselves some ai specialists yeah and it's it's just going to be really sad brian cranston gave a great speech i thought he says i've got a message for you mr Iger. we've got a message for you i know sir that you look at things with a different lens we don't expect you to understand who we are but we ask you to hear us and beyond that listen to us Mm. when we tell you we will not be having our jobs taken away and given to robots. Oof, well, wow. who's been talking about this for 10 years? Wow. <laughs> well, who's been talking about this for 10 years? Wow. <laughs> wow. That's fascinating. It is insane. Um, so, yeah. So right now, obviously, the writers are worried about chat GPT and all this other stuff. And it just looks as if the studios are, they don't care. And they're looking for ways to... uh perfect the AI instead yeah. of helping out the workers. That's so, crazy. Yeah. Disney is quote Imagineering team. Yes. Is a group responsible for turning Disneyland and Walt Disney into the world renowned attractions. Hmm. Uh, evidently right now they are looking for AI. One job for R and D Imagineer focused on generative AI is looking for someone who has quote ambition to push the limits of what AI tools can create and understand the difference between the voice of data and the voice of a designer, writer, or artist. So they're just going to, um, they're just going to make, they're just going to work themselves out of a job, right? Like yeah. at some point you don't yeah. need it. Generative- so it's all, it's just yeah. going to come for you too. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. There's no job security and being an AI product manager. Because once it's done, then you're good. Then you're, you're out. You're just training the AI, basically. Oh. You're training it to do so your job. So that's one job and what do you think? A hundred or fire? Oh my God. At least. At more least. more at least. than that. Yeah. At least. That's crazy that they, they are literally, you are literally looking for one replacement to replace hundreds of people and then that guy will also get replaced by robots yep and generative ai specifically is an ai that takes you know existing content Mm -hmm. and generates from that which is the key so their goal is to never have to hire anyone to make anything new because they just take the existing library and generate from that this just pisses me off it's such a you know it's it's such the working class what we've had a struggle against for decades and decades is these the ceos they don't know what they're doing and no. that's why they're bringing in this expert. And I just, I would hope, uh, I would hope any AI experts would just not take this job. And also when they mess up, they don't even take the fall. I was just reading on Budweiser and Howard Bush because of the whole debacle with Dylan Mulvaney. Right. They fired, I think it was 2% of their workforce. Right. It was 18,000 jobs. Exactly. Wow. I'm not sure. There can't be that many executives. Right. So that's exactly. going to be, you know, working class people yep. that are fired because they're executives. Made, made a, a marketing error. Yeah. Yeah. Whether you think it is or not, not the proof is in the pudding. Whatever. Yes, Amazon, Apple, they have dozens and dozens of AI and ML jobs open. So I guess 
from that perspective, if you are, if you know how to do it, uh, that could be good. But again, just a matter of time before the door is locked when you show up to work because you did such a good job. You did a good job. We don't need you anymore. Well, the thing is, if we cure cancer, then we don't have any work. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, again, I love AI. I love the computers. The issue is the system. You can't yeah. you can't replace people's jobs without giving them a, a home, a house, you know, yeah. food and something to live for. So right. what they're doing is, again, just destroying, attacking the middle class, all these. Yeah. These yeah. And it's like you said, it could be used for good. Right. And it's, again, it's this thing. I always come back with our friend Cena from Fraudsters. It's not the plumbing, it's the plumbers. Mm-hmm. And yeah. AI could be used for good, but unfortunately it's in the hands of super evil, powerful billionaires. Well, it's also Bob Iger taking a huge dump in the toilet, yeah. <laughs> making it difficult. Disney just finished laying off 7,000 employees. Whoa. Uh, so it continues to go. And Iger makes what, $78,000 a day? A day. Mm-hmm. one In one day. Yeah. So that's, he's struggling. He's, his life's hard. And it just is. perspective, they're going to pay someone almost a million dollars when they could just literally give this to SAG after it. Or, yeah. you know, just yeah. help out the yeah. workers just there. Anybody. Give it to workers. Please. That easy. Anyway. We are labor. Fran. <laughs> Honestly, Fran. I was thinking about it. I was thinking about it. Because uh, I was reading about Diane Feinstein and how. Oh my God. She well, also she also just a, gave a fucking speech in the middle of a. Sense. It made no oh, sense. She gave a speech when they were doing a vote, and everyone's like, What are you doing, Diane? Just say hi. Just say hi. That's right. It was like on the heels of the Mitch McConnell clip, there is a Feinstein clip out there, I assume. Yes. I don't want to watch it. So but sick of them. I was thinking, Fran Drescher, that could be a good senator from California. Get the nanny to clean up the Senate. <laughs> you never know. Yeah. All right, everyone. Well, thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next week. We'll see you all in Ontario, California. Uh-huh. Sunday, last show of the summer. Hail last America, show of baby. the summer. Again, thanks, thanks to everyone who's come out to the shows thus far. It's been a wonderful time seeing you. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Anything else? Yeah. Okay. Well, also, again, San Diego. Check that out. You can go to our uh, last podcast network.com and find the dates. Yeah. That's okay. October. Uh-huh. Hail yourselves. We'll talk to you soon. Look at me. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.